Welcome to A Teaspoon of Healing, where we explore the pathways to wellness and vibrant living. Listen to personal stories of healing and interviews with experts. It's time to open a doorway to healing in your life through positive changes. Here is your host, Dawn Damari. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to A Teaspoon of Healing. My guest today is Janice King. She is the co-founder of Now System and the formulator of Triology and an oral health advocate. Hi, Janice. Hi, Dawn. Thank you for having me on today. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. I really appreciate it. So we'll talk about companies that we had just mentioned. But first of all, we're going to talk about oral health and why it's so important. As we were talking before. Yeah, it really is important. Back in May of 2000, the U.S. Surgeon General report put out his report on oral health in America. And in his report, he said there is an oral pandemic of oral disease in the United States. And that really struck me. I really wasn't aware of the the problem in America, even though I knew people who'd had you know, gum surgery and and periodontal issues. I didn't know it was so widespread and and how catastrophic it was to systemic diseases in the body. And so I got to reading that. And and what he says is the gums are the gateway to our overall health. So if your gums aren't healthy and strong, then they become the gateway for pathogenic bacteria. And specifically, there's only about three of them out of the 700 species that live in our mouth that are kind of considered the bad guys. And, and so, but they are, the, we, the gums become the gateway. And then they can move throughout the body, through the bloodstream, the nerve pathways, and the lymphatic pathways. So when I, I learned this, I couldn't stop researching. I wanted to know more about it. Why is there such a pandemic in our country? And that led us into actually getting before the Kansas Dental Board and petitioned them to open up the first non-dental oral care center in the United States. And we did this for the purpose of doing a four-year study of individuals and their get their uh, surveys from every one of them that would come in. Uh, we would do interoral cameras. We would do uh, interviews. We'd do the, the products that they were using. How often did they brush? What was their lifestyle? You know, what were, you know, their health status, medications they were on, children, husband, divorced, taking care of their parents, you know, all of these facts that come into play on on how the body handles stress, you know, through gene expression and microbiomes and all this would come into play. What we learned from that four-year study was that it was not because people had poor oral hygiene. Okay. That's interesting. Because when you go out to several of the, let's say, dental advocates, and, and they will tell you that the reason people have periodontal disease is because they just have poor oral yeah, hygiene. That's what I thought. It's like you're not flossing enough or you're not using the water pick. And, you know, that, that's, that's exactly. what you hear. And it's always kind of on, on that. So what is the cause? So what we learned through this four-year study and then went into formulating was that you damage your gums continuously all day long. 
Brushing your teeth causes damage to your gums, microabrasions. Flossing is like taking a razor blade and cutting wow. your gums. Really? Because people overfloss. Chewing, just the very act of chewing raw foods will make micro cuts into the gums. And this goes on continuously throughout our life. What happens though in healthy young people, <laughs> people under the age of about 35, <laughs> is that their saliva is abundant and it's fluid mm -hmm. and it's bathing the, the tissues constantly 24 hours a day and it bathes over these gums that have just been damaged and it seals them off and rapidly repairs. So the saliva is rich in, in nutrients, antioxidants, antimicrobials, enzymes, you know, the whole mm -hmm. thing. And then there's bunches of it and it's very fluid. When we get to 40, things change and they don't know why yet. Scientists have been trying to figure this out, but something happens when we get into our early 40s and the saliva starts to condense. So now it's not as fluid and it gets tacky. So think of, you know, if you had a glass of water and you poured it out on your countertop, you know how it just go everywhere. Mm -hmm. If you took honey and you poured it on your countertop, yeah. it's not going to go very far. No. And that's the same thing that happens with our saliva is it starts condensing down. The nutrient values are declining. And they've even done studies to where giving people dietary supplements to see if they can boost that uh, nutrient value back up into the saliva, it mm -hmm. does not happen. Really? Yeah. So as we go through our daily lives of damaging our gums, we don't have the saliva now or the nutrients to be bathing and healing. So with the products that we use in oral care, they're designed to kill bacteria because that's yes. what we've done for 50 years kill bacteria mm -hmm. to prevent tooth decay. Right. Well, when we do that, the ingredients in the toothpaste is damaging to the gums. The mouth rinses that are out there are damaging to the gums because they're designed to prevent tooth decay and to kill bad breath. And it's all about kill, kill, kill. Just like the gut microbiome, they're discovering microbiomes in pretty much all parts of our body. There apparently is a dental yes. microbiome. Are there beneficial bacteria that those products are also killing as well? Oh, absolutely. See, and not only are they that. killing the you know, good bacteria mm -hmm. in our, our microbiome, and there's over 700 species that live in our mouth. And I said there's only about three or four that are really bad. Mm -hmm. And then there's about another eh, 10 that can be bad guys, but for the most part, they're good. Okay. <laughs> and then there's so then many the more good ones. So many good ones. Because oh, if wow. we didn't have them there, we could never digest our food. Right. Because as we're chewing our food, these bacteria attach and clump onto the food, carry it into the digestive tract. And if that bacteria is not there, you're not going to digest your food. So they're very important to keep your microbiome balanced and to not overkill it. But also, if you when you're using products that are designed to kill bacteria, it's also killing human cells. Oh, so really? let's go back to this thing about the saliva and how it's bathing the gums and it's constantly healing them. 
Well, in order to heal, they have the, your immune system sends out these what they call fibroblast cells. They're the wound healing cells. So they're going to be your army that's going to constantly be coming in and repairing all this daily damage that we do. The products that are used to kill bacteria to prevent tooth decay, not only are they killing the bacteria, they're also killing the human cells and the wound healing cells specifically that are sent to the site to heal the damage. So every time you kill off these wound healing cells, you reset the healing cycle. So you use your toothpaste, you use your mouthwash, you've killed the wound healing cells, the immune system says, oh, now we've got to send more army. And they send more fibroblast cells and some other things like, you know, things that cause a little bit of inflammation because those will actually help with the healing process. Only now you don't have the saliva that you used to have. So you're not getting the protection. You're not healing as quickly. And then use that toothpaste and mouthwash again in the evening to kill that bacteria and you kill off the wound healing cells and you do this over and over every day and it causes what's called chronic inflammation. So chronic inflammation is where the gums fail to repair. So if they can't repair, the gateway is now open. So think of the same thing as if it was on your arm. If you damaged your arm through daily activity of, of micro cuts and abrasions, and you've got a sore now, and it doesn't heal, and it doesn't heal, you're not going to wait too long before you go to the doctor, because you know how serious that wound can be if, it does, if it's not healing. Same thing with the mouth, only we don't feel it. We don't see it. We'd have to have a microscope to look at all the micro cuts that's going on. So we don't know the danger we're putting ourselves into. So with all of the micro tears, the constant wear we're putting on our gums, and it's causing chronic inflammation, and this is where microbes can enter, disease can start. What, what can we do to stop this? Is there anything we can do to prevent, either prevent this or help? Yes, we can. And prevention is critical, but also restoring is just as critical because once we get into our 40s and older, it's going to be a lot harder to keep preventing. So we have to maintain it and, and keep restoring the gums back to health. It's really our diet. Okay. You know, we need a diet that's really rich in, you know, the full food. You know, at any time you can eat a whole food, it's better than eating a, a food that's been separated in, into parts, so meaning processed. So whole foods, because whole foods have the cofactors and the antioxidants, and they travel together, and they have to be together in order to get into the cells. They have defenins, and these are, these are the guys that go along, and, and they make sure that the nutrients get to their destination. They're not just free radical activity that destroys them before they get there. So whole food, raw is the very best, but, you know, cooked lightly is fine. Just try, you know, trying to stay away from our processed diet mm -hmm. uh, will do a lot for helping the gums. The other thing is our product that we took when we took 
the organic whole leaf wheatgrass because we wanted a, a whole plant. Then we took only the inner leaf of the aloe vera because the outer part of the aloe vera is high in latex. And particularly people that are in a nursing or you know uh, care facilities, uh, dentistry, they get latex allergies from wearing you know gloves that have latex. So we don't want latex allergies to develop from mm-hmm. using aloe vera. But then we're loaded with, with sweet almond oil, which is a, a you know an essential oil, a little bit of peppermint oil, things that are going to cling to those tissues and protect them all day long. And these are things people should be looking for that things that are whole plant that they can use in their mouth as topical applications. You know, coffee uh, has polyphenols. In order to get those polyphenols to really be in the mouth to help protect those gums, you have to swish the coffee. Oh, really? Yes. So if you're drinking your hot coffee, like most people do, it's going straight down to your stomach. And so it's not those polyphenols that are so critical for helping bring the wound healing cells to the tissues. They're not getting squished. Well, it's kind of hard to squish your hot coffee. Right. <laughs> you know? So, you know, maybe as the coffee is starting to get a little cooler, just give it a couple swishes. Hold it in your mouth and swish. You know, that will help. You know, but think of, of things that, you know, you can do as you're chewing, slow your chewing down and really let those antioxidants linger in the mouth. I think, you know, so many people were under so much pressure to, mm-hmm. you know, get things done that eating becomes secondary and we literally eat so fast. We're not even totally chewing our food so that the bacteria can cling to it that's supposed to, to help with digestion. Right. So slow down the eating, have a whole plants in your diet. Not everything has to be, but make sure you get plenty of it. Think about when you're eating and drinking those things like coffee or, or tea that you are going to swish. You're going to aid the, ba- the, the saliva in bathing the oral g- tissues. And if we think of needing to bathe the oral tissues with our eating and our drinking, you know, it's all going to help. So in May, in the Registered Dental Hygienist magazine, there was an article from a study that said with these, with these cuts that happen with dental cleanings, that they're really aiding the breakdown of the body. Because when you go in for a cleaning and they do the the cleaning and the deep scaling, they end up doing a lot of cutting into the gums. I was wondering about that. Yeah. And they're not, you know, they're now looking at the fact that this isn't good. And and the article even says, you know, dentistry is going to change. People are going to stop flossing. Well, that would be nice because my my kids would like that because they hate it. (laughs) Well, okay. But Water picking is necessary. Okay, water picking, so <laughs> you know, the, that's gentler than a floss. That's exactly, because it's a non-invasive rather than an invasive. And flossing is so hard not to make those micro cuts. And, and so water flossing, we should really think about using toothbrushes that are really like floppy mops. Okay. Because we can't possibly keep the bristles from getting onto the gums in our 
four years of study, we did a lot of testing with toothbrushes. And like the Oral-B toothbrush says, use a 45-degree angle and flange the edge of your bristles right underneath the gum line so that you're not damaging the it's impossible. No, it, it, you're right. And actually, a lot of the <laughs> dentists, they'll tell you to brush your gums. That's what I was told because I've always kind of had, ever since I had braces, my gums were a little swollen. So they always are telling me to definitely floss, water pick, but brush the gums. And <laughs> I actually haven't, don't. but it's, yeah, it sounds... Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah. It's barbaric. I mean, really. Yeah, I can see you this. Know, when you yeah. think of bad, you know, it's, it's kind of barbaric. You, you know, you don't want to damage the skin on your arm. You wouldn't want to damage the skin on your face. Why would you want to damage the skin in your mouth? So, you know, think, you know, you got to think, this is our skin. This is part of our defense system. We were talking about the Alzheimer's disease and how P. gingivalis is a bacteria that moves to the brain and it'll do it for 20 years before symptoms begin to appear. So they're thinking person, that's coming from the mouth? Is that yes. something? Really? Yes. So for 20 it years, it will enter, and then they're, they're linking this now that it's, it's a direct cause of yes. Alzheimer's. Oh, my goodness. So what they've figured out is that in age-related Alzheimer's disease, the symptoms will start a period on average about the age of 65. They've done MRIs on people clear back in their 40s that are, you know, showing signs of this amyloid plaque already building up in the brain. And it all ties back to the decline in saliva and the breakdown of the gums and the bacteria going through the gums now, moving into the brain. Very same bacteria and the very same thing happens in cardiovascular disease. The plaque in the arteries has P. gingivalis in it, just like the plaque in the mouth, just like the plaque in the brain. And it's all from the same family. So they know it's coming from the mouth. And, you know, P. gingivalis, as well as all the other bacteria, they're social bacteria, meaning, you know, you're going to share your microbiome with the person you're kissing and vice versa. If you're carrying a high level of these pathogens, you're going to pass them to that person you're kissing, or you're going to pass them to your child. You're going to pass them to your your mother or your mother back to you. You know, it's a social, uh, if you're talking to someone in an office setting or, or at a ball game or whatever, and we're in the act of talking, we have these little tiny droplets of, of water that come from our mouth. It just happens. It's going to happen. It can get into, you know, onto the skin. Uh, into the airways of, of, of someone you're talking to, and you can literally pass your microbiome to them. Wow. So because we're a social species, we have to expect that we're going to have P. gingivalis. Okay. And so if we're going to have it, we need to protect ourselves and not let it become something that travels throughout our body, causing rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, it even causes erectile dysfunction and infertility issues. So this bacteria is a bad guy. Yeah, it sounds like it's keeping the gums. Yeah, okay. keeping the gums. So strong. what is the, what are like the first steps people can do? So like, say they're going for their cleanings, they are flossing. I'm talking about myself here. Going to the cleanings, flossing. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting my kids have a water pick. I need to get one for myself. So what are the steps to, to start with? If you're going to have any invasive 
service done, such as getting cleaning or even x-rays, because it's hard not to cut the skin when you're doing those wing x-rays. I recommend two weeks on triology twice a day before you ever go, because we have scientific evidence and case studies that show that even in a person who's not had any cleaning done, if they get started on triology for two weeks, the gums, when they come back in to get their service done, the gums will be healthy. They're pink. They're not inflamed. They're not damaged. They're healthy, even in the presence of this bacteria-rich plaque that you're going to now have removed. It's kind of like a person with heart conditions that have to go on antibiotics prior to going in for their dental cleanings because they know if the bacteria gets into their system, it can get to the heart and kill them. So they have to go on a regimen of antibiotics before they can have their cleaning. Well, same should be done before anybody has their prophylaxis, their deep cleaning or scaling. Get the gums healthy before you have it done and then stay on triology to make sure you heal up quickly afterwards. Now, P. gingivalis, as much as I make it sound like a really, really bad bacteria, (laughs) it has to have, you know, it has to have a good environment to grow and for the population to expand. Here's how it does it. When the gums fail to repair, and this is, like I say, from daily damage, now the saliva is condensing down, eventually gets like kind of like a honey, but now the healing's not taking place. The, The gums become inflamed. Well, part of this inflammation, there's a a byproduct from the inflammation. It's a cytotoxin that P. gingivalis feast on. It's a great food source for them. So if you have this chronic inflammation because now you're not healing on a daily basis and now you have chronic inflammation, they can grow their community. Because they have tons of food. So now they can, you know, multiply fast. And now they have a lot of bacteria that they can send out into the broken gums. So if the gums are healthy and they're repairing on a continuous basis, there is no inflammation. There is no cytotoxins that the bacteria can feed on to grow their communities. The bacteria stays in balance along with the other 700 bacteria in the microbiome. Gums stay healthy, no problem. So it all comes back to no inflammation, healthy, healthy gums. And because most people can't, you know, do what we we would like to do, and that is eat raw foods and and healthy diet and, you know, all these things. That's why we created Triology. And now as far as your other oral care, you know, besides trying to, you know, eat a healthy diet, chew slowly. So you're looking at your toothbrush. Swish the warm coffee. (laughs) Swish the warm coffee. So the brush should be as soft as possible. (laughs) As soft. Get you a baby brush. You know, go in the store and look for a baby's first toothbrush. It shouldn't be any harder than that. And, And again, you know, the idea is you want to just gently be removing the biofilm, not scrubbing it. And then the floss, would you only use that? Like sometimes if you get stuff stuck in your teeth, the the water pick's not always going to get it out. Right. When you need to do that, just remember, you don't want to go all the way to the gum line. 
That's See, that's exactly the, the opposite of what the dentists say. They say scrape it. Basically, go up there and scrape the teeth and go yeah. below. And they want you to go below the gum line. Yes. Yes, that's what they're always telling me. I mean, that's what that's why they're saying I have inflamed gums is because I'm not going below the gum line. I think I'm doing it all the time. You are. And, and you know, so what you really should try is try getting on trilogy for two weeks. I think I'm going to try. And, and see how me. that works and just go everywhere, below the gum lines, between the teeth. I mean, it's just going to go everywhere. And it's going to leave those essential oils as the barrier on your gums. Now what? And then you mentioned also using a water pick as well. Use a water. Get, we use a water pick rather than flossing. And now mouth mouthwashes. You should probably stay away, like you said, the, because they kill everything. They do kill everything, and, and I, I think you know so much of what's in the ingredient list are chemicals that are very harsh on gum, gum tissue. Yeah, it sounds like it. I don't even like using it when you, but when I go to the dentist, he's like, Listerine, he's like, you should have Listerine, you know, three times a day. I never, I don't actually use it. I don't like the taste of it. There was, there was a study done back in 2015 where they took products like Listerine and Rinsenol, several other products, including our product, and they looked at what impact they had on the wound healing cells. and. Interesting how Listerine is an essential oil rinse, but because of the other ingredients that they have added to that, uh, it killed 100% of all the wound healing cells. And rinse and all is a wound healing product. I mean, specifically for wound healing, and yet it killed 100% of all the fibroblast cells. So it's difficult to have wound healing if you're killing off the wound healing cells. So I just think, you know, think about feeding the gums, not killing the bacteria. And so feeding the gums means you're going to work with products that are, you know, whole food, they're organic, they're natural, you know, not an ingredient list of of man-made chemicals that you know the body doesn't know what to do with other than storm in our fat cells. Now, if you're having a procedure or even root canals, I don't know how damaging those are to the gums. Should you also do the triology prior to? Well, and again, if you start with triology two weeks before your procedure, give your gums a chance to heal and get healthy and then stay on the triology product, you know, Forever. I mean, we really, if you, if you want to keep your gums strong and healthy for a lifetime, you'd get on the product and you just do it like your dietary supplement. You would do it twice a day, every day for the rest of your life because mm-hmm. you're not going to ever stop damaging your gums because you're not going to stop eating, you know. So, yes, you know, prior to and then post because, you know, you want to get those gums as healthy as possible uh, before they do the procedure and then quickly help those gums heal afterwards and prevent inflammation because it's the inflammation that allows the P. gingivalis to grow their community. And you don't want the, you don't want P. gingivalis growing in a big community when you're trying to heal the gums up. So it's really good to don't have the inflammation while you're trying to heal, just get it done quickly. Okay. So all procedures. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, even if you're just, you know, going in for an x-ray or 
like you say, a crown prep, all of those are, mm-hmm. or veneers. I mean, they all, you know, are going to damage the gums. They can't help but do it. Right. Now for triology, what is the history behind that? How did you discover you know, the formulation? What kind of went into it? I'm not going to ask you to give the ingredients out, but you just, what was the, <laughs> what was, what's the history behind triology? Well, the history behind triology was after we did our four-year study and, and learned that it wasn't poor oral hygiene and it, you know, it really was more that the mouth was breaking down just because of, of aging, medication, uh, and products that were are used for oral care. And so we, I and, and Dale both, my, the co-founder and my partner, we are, are big into nutrition and, and we have been for years, you know. So when we really started looking at what does the mouth need to be healthy, it, it did bring us right back into nutrition and understanding that a formula that you're going to put in your mouth should be nutrient rich. And, you know, look at the 1970s, the hair industry figured out that if they put antioxidants in their hair products, the hair would appear and be healthier. So if we jump to the 1990s, the skincare industry discovered the same thing. If we infuse our skincare products with nutrients and antioxidants, the skin responds to it because it's it's nourishing the skin. So now you jump up into, you know, now today, and there's so much evidence and so many studies out there on that very thing is if you give the nourishment that the mouth needs, rather than trying to kill everything in the mouth, if you nourish the mouth, you're going to have healthy, strong gums. So that's what we started formulating was looking at different formulators. So we worked with Indiana uh, University. And we would work, I, I would make the formula, samples of the formulas. I would send it up to, to uh, the university and they would test the, the formulation to see about the effectiveness of uh, inhibiting the overgrowth of, of 13 different bacterias. And, you know, they wouldn't know what the variations were because they were all just a, a letter. So we did this for about 18 months of constantly tweaking the formulation until we got it to where it was the most effective at inhibiting the, the really bad uh, pathogens. From there then we said, well, can we inhibit, not kill off, but inhibit, but also then protect the gums? And that's where we then started looking at the formulation from a wound healing aspect of can we help the mouth rapidly heal on a continual basis while aiding and inhibiting and balancing the microbiome in the mouth. So that's how we got this all put together was, you know, the the best of everything, but it had to be done with real food. And we only will use xylitol that's sourced here in the United States from hardwood trees. We don't use any GMO corn. We don't source this from out of the country. It has to all be sourced from the U.S. US sources. And it makes a difference. And now where can people find out more about your products or order Triology? I'm assuming you have a website. Yes. And, you know, if they'll go out to Triology, that's T-R-I-O-L-O-G-Y, care, C-A-R-E, 
triology.com forward slash teaspoon. Okay, so triology.com forward slash teaspoon. That will get them right here to where we're making our podcast and they can get, you know, from there, if they want, they can get on into the rest of the website. We have great educational materials on our educational page. There is an online store. And so, you know, that's started out because dentist asked us to put it there. They were doing procedures because they use things during surgeries and, of course, procedures, other products that aren't available to the consumer. Mm-hmm. And But then they'd say, you know, we want the patient on this product. How can they get it? And most dental offices don't want to sell products. And so that's there for, for the dentist and it's there for their patients. And then it's there for any consumer that wants to access it. Okay. And do you recommend people telling their dentist about it? I think I'm going to tell my dentist about this. I don't know how, yes, you know, he's pretty old absolutely. school, but I'm hoping he's, you know, up on the <laughs> new research. He, I, next time I see him, I want to tell him about this. You know, interesting you say that because we do have a lot of uh, people that will print things off of our website for their dentist. And then we also have dentists that will, you know, ask if we have some new research for them. Because oh, okay. they're so busy right. that they don't have the opportunity to go out and, and do the research uh, that we do. And so I'll spend on an average, you know, six hours a day doing nothing but looking for the latest research out there by the NIH and, and in the journals. You know, they know they can get it from us and that we've got the latest research that's being published out there. Okay. So... If people want to recommend this to their dentist, they can send their dentist to the website as well or print out. A lot of dentists, they say they don't go to conferences anymore because they feel like they get more out of just getting out there on the internet and doing their continuing education uh, online. Yes. They don't have the travel time. They're not away from their office. So we try to make it as easy for them to get the, the research that's out there, not just our own research, but everybody else's research. And that's why we really, really support peer reviewed studies. Good. You know, that's open really good. access, peer reviewed studies. They're so critical. And that's really important. Is nowadays there's so much misinformation that's passed around, especially on social media, and really to look that this is based on peer reviewed studies, journal articles. It's really important that, that the it's science is very backs it important. Up. And open access. So peer-reviewed is really important, and we support that. We, we donate to it and believe that that's the only way that all scientists can get together and solve problems like, you know, Alzheimer's disease and cardiovascular disease uh, and rheumatoid arthritis. You- and now there's also, you said, a link to rheumatoid arthritis with this particular bacteria as well. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, it's so in if, the joint. if you're predisposed to it, my, my both my mom and my grandma had it. This is a personal question, more of a personal question. So I'm, I want to do anything to not get this. So well, and the same thing. Use triology. The P. gingivalis won't overgrow because there won't be the inflammation to feed it, but, and keep those gums strong because the strong gums keep the gateway closed, and then the P. gingivalis doesn't have the freedom to travel to the joints and set up its population there, create inflammation so they have a, a good food supply to keep growing their colonies. So yes, anyone, I mean, I have the gene that makes me at a higher risk for developing Alzheimer's disease. But just because I have the gene doesn't mean I'm going to activate the gene. 
And if I keep the P. gingivalis at a healthy level in my mouth and I keep my gums strong, then that greatly reduces my risk for systemic diseases, including Alzheimer's diseases. Thank you, Janice, so much for joining me today on A Teaspoon of Healing. And if people want to visit your website, it's triologycare.com. Triologycare.com forward slash teaspoon. Yes. And I look forward to receiving emails or phone calls. Uh, We are are very much involved with answering people's questions. So uh, after listening to the podcast that I really appreciate doing with you, if people want to reach out to me, I I welcome their their calls or, or their emails. Great. Well, thank you very much and have a great rest of the day. Thanks, Don. You too. Susan, you remember the time we were in Orange County? We were driving around and we got lost and we ran into this place called Avila's El Ranchito. You remember the place? The place had awesome decor and authentic margaritas. Did you know that Avila's El Ranchito has been around since 1966? They have 13 locations throughout Orange County. Visit Salvador Avila's location in Lake Forest and Foothill Ranch for great food, ambiance, and specialty margaritas. Thank you for listening to A Teaspoon of Healing with Dawn Damari your home for wellness and vibrant living. For more resources on wellness and vibrant living, visit us online at teaspoonofhealing.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein. 